Welcome to Verse Out of Water, the podcast that takes popular scripture passages and attempts to put them back into their natural habitat. We began a look last time at the Romans Road, starting off with Romans 3.23. We determined that Romans 3.23, though not far from the water, was in fact out of context. So it's not looking too good for the Romans Road so far, but we're going to continue with our look at the Romans Road verse by verse And today we're going to continue with Romans 6.23 and determine whether or not that verse is out of water. So Romans 6.23 reads like this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. At this point, if I was sharing the gospel using the Romans road system, I would start explaining some of these words. We'd already established that all men are sinners, though using Romans 3.23 slightly out of context, um, we have shown that all men are sinners, so what is, what is the problem with that? What's the big deal about everyone being a sinner? Well, Romans 3.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. And we would stop and just look, focus on that first half of the verse. We'd look at the word wages. What is a wage? Well, it's something I earn. Think of minimum wage. Um, it, it's something I deserve. It's something I've worked for. So wages is a payment, something I've earned. Okay, well, the wages of sin is death. So my sinning has earned and has made me eligible for the great reward of death. Well, death, I would explain, if using the Romans Road system, I would explain that death is a physical and spiritual death in this passage, that it is separation from God forever in a real place called hell. All right, well, that's pretty troubling truth. And then I would follow it up with the second half of the verse. God doesn't leave us destined to hell with absolutely no hope because look at the second half of the verse. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if we look at the verse that way, it seems to be really a concise, black and white, simple explanation of the gospel. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But how is Paul using this verse? Well, to see that, we'd have to back up and actually look at this book in in its entirety. So let's take a little bit of a summary, chapters 1 through 6, and see where this statement falls. This verse is a complete sentence, but where does it fall in Paul's thinking and in Paul's writing? Well, we look all the way back at Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 2. Paul is there proving that all people, Jews and Gentiles, are sinners. In chapter 3, he follows that up with, all people must be saved by grace. All men are sinners, therefore they must be saved by grace. They cannot work their way to heaven because they are sinners. In chapter 4, he proves this by using the Old Testament examples of Abraham and David. Abraham was justified by faith before he was circumcised. And David, though committing some heinous sins, is forgiven and says, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord imputeth not sin. 
So he was forgiven, and it wasn't because of anything he did. He was forgiven by grace. So Abraham is justified by grace. David is forgiven by grace. All right, so what does that mean for us? Well, in chapter 5, Paul lays out for us the fact that we, all people, are born under Adam's curse of death. All people must die because of Adam's sin and that nature that's passed on to us. We are born under Adam's death. But when we are saved, we go out from being under Adam to now being under the new Adam, the second Adam, which is Jesus Christ, a new representative. When we were under Adam, we inherited his curse of death. But when we are under Christ, we inherit his blessing of eternal life. And that is a beautiful, wonderful thing he sums up there in chapter 5. Well, in chapter 6, then, he answers some objections. Okay, if we're saved by grace, if we've gone out from the curse of death in Adam, and now we're under this blessed life in Christ, look at chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we consent, continue in sin that grace may abound? Okay, we're not under the law. We're not working our way to heaven. So God is giving us grace in spite of our sin. So if I keep sinning, God will continue to give me grace. Well, Paul says in verse 2, God forbid. Absolutely not. May it never be. How shall we that are dead in sin live any longer therein? And that really serves to be the introduction for everything that he talks about there in chapter 6. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Verse 3, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ is raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we also should walk in newness of life. And he follows this up with a second question in verse 15. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness? But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. And he sums this up in verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what is Paul talking about here in Romans 6.23? Well, the Romans road would understand that Paul here is speaking to sinners. For the wages of sin is death, and that that is addressed to a world that is lost and dying and going to hell. And if that's who it's addressing, it makes sense then that the wages is an eternal state, and that the death being spoken of is separation from God ultimately in hell and in the lake of fire. It's ultimate punishment. But Paul is not addressing sinners. Notice again the flow of Romans. In chapters 1 and 2, he established that all men are sinners. In chapter 3, all people must be saved by grace. In chapter 4, even people in the Old Testament were saved by grace, not by the law. And in chapter 5, we are born under the law, under the curse of Adam, but now we're saved under the blessings in Christ. So what is the question of chapter 6? How shall we then live? Who is we? 
Well, we is not lost people. We is the saved. It is those who have been freed from the law. They're no longer under the law. They are no longer sinners. They are now saved. They're believers. They are Christians. How are they to live? If they're forgiven of their sins, if they're living in grace, should they continue to sin? That grace may abound. If we're not under the law, should we continue in sin? In verse 15. No, we're, we're, yes, we're not under the law. We're, not, we're under grace, but, but we are to live unto God. We were the servants of sin, but now we are the servants of righteousness. The things that we, that we gain from a life of sin, he sums up in verse 21. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So these wages of sin is the wages of a Christian's continued sin. What is the consequences? What, what, are, what is the punishment for a Christian who continues to live in sin? Well, it's death. Well, what is the gift of God? Well, the gift of God for Christians is eternal life. So why are we trying to work unto death? Why are we continuing to sin and reap the temporal, temporary consequences in this life? The only thing that sin can bring about is death, destruction, suffering in this life. Why are we doing that? Now we can serve God. Now we can enjoy the blessings of a relationship with God, of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so we ought to live to that end and not continue in sin. That is what Paul's speaking of. So who's the audience? The audience are believers, not sinners. The wages is temporal consequences in this life. It's not an eternal state. And death is distance in one's relationship with God. It is separation of a Christian from his heavenly father. Now this is not a final separation. It is rather a distancing in the relationship. Why is he continuing to hurt his relationship with God. He's been made an heir of Christ's blessings. He's no longer under Adam. He's no longer under the law. He no longer has to work for righteousness. He has been given righteousness by God. So now he ought to live in that righteousness, live unto God. That is what Paul is speaking of here in verse 23 of Romans chapter 6. So is this verse out of water? I think it definitely is out of water. The Romans road system tries to use this verse to tell sinners that they're on their way to hell. And there are plenty of verses that say that very thing. But that is not what Paul is saying in verse 23. Now, you might be able to extrapolate it from there, but you're reverse engineering the text. You're not dealing with Romans 6.23 in its context. So it is, in fact, out of water. We're going to continue our look at the Romans road. The next verse up is Romans 5.8. We've already noted it's a little strange. Now we're jumping back into chapter 5. But we'll deal with that verse next time. Thank you for joining me. I'm Mike Johnston, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue to try to treat God's Word with the respect and dignity it deserves and leave it in its natural habitat, understanding the Bible in context. God bless.